Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast, produced in partnership with Mental Health America of Wisconsin. We are your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week through intimate, candid conversations with guests, we explore different perspectives on and experiences of depression. We keep it real because the illness is real. We keep it hopeful because there truly is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We are not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and have interviewed hundreds of others who do as well. By sharing stories of lived experiences, we expose depression for the lying bully it is. Hi, Bridget. Hello, Terry. We continue our season devoted to monitoring, managing, and protecting our mental health during the pandemic with part two of a conversation with therapist, Dr. Anita Sands. If you listened to episode 138, you know the recording was, well, problematic. In terms of what people are dealing with these days, it doesn't even make the radar though. But we mentioned it because the call dropped a number of times. Eight to be exact. And that will be obvious in parts of this episode. Another reminder that these are strange times and many things, including us, are not working quite the way we used to. Patience and gentleness are required now more than ever. In today's discussion with Dr. Sands, we talk about some of the potential good that's coming from this upside-down turn of our lives, as well as some ways to stay connected while maintaining necessary physical distance. We start with a simple reminder to move. And I'm really asking people to go back to or to include for the first time um, in this routine time outdoors. If it's safe to be able to do that, getting outdoors in sunlight and getting some exercise. If if being outdoors right now where you are is not a, a really safe thing to do, to still try to build in exercise, dancing, Um, fun activities with the kids that get everybody moving as a way of of also helping to deal with stress. Um, And another thing I want people to build into their daily routines, which is so helpful, is to to take time every day, whether that's on the internet or looking in media um, or taking it upon yourself to look for the good that is out there. Look, Look at what people are doing that is bringing a smile to your face or reminding you of the good that is out there, or go ahead and develop some ways that you can contribute right now in your community. Um, I've got friends who are, you know, they're they're out of work right now, but they're trying to figure out how to sew face masks for pharmacies and hospitals. Um, so anything that you can think of that you can do to contribute that will help you to feel better, checking in on neighbors, you know, while keeping a safe distance. Um, when you either can see the good or you can contribute to the good, it's one of the best mood boosts that you can do, and it really helps to manage the stress of what's going on right now. So when I hear everything you're saying from having rules and structure in your own home, in your own relationships, to making space for yourself, to getting outside, to being of service, to me this all sounds like the way it always should have been. I mean, is it too soon or too naive to say that some real, I don't know, um, like re, regrounding can, can result from this bizarre time? 
No, I don't think it's too soon. I think I think in some ways um, the things that we're going to need to do to get through this together are things that would have been good for us all along. You know, being able to um, to take care of ourselves and each other and our communities, that that focus that we're going to need to have is something that if if we're able to do it now and if we're able to continue it, it's going to be better for for our mental health, our health, our families and our communities health and hopefully the health of the world. So I don't view that as a naive thing. In fact, Dr. Sands says psychologists know that there's potential for growth in every trauma. And while many of us are familiar with the concept of post-traumatic stress or post-traumatic stress disorder, there's also something called post-traumatic growth, or PTG. And in any trauma, there is the potential, if it's managed well, for there to be um, traits and qualities and, um, and gifts that would not be possible for that person had they not been through that trauma. So it's not a selling point for trauma. We don't want people to be traumatized so that they can come out with, with you know, some of these great things. But it, it just means that there is always you know, this potential silver lining that, that, that is there. If you're not in a place where you can philosophize about silver linings, know that you're not alone. Even without a pandemic, when depressed, nothing seems to have value, including ourselves. But if you're doing okay or okay-ish right now, it might be a nice thought to ponder amidst all the threatening and upsetting things going through our minds these days. And, um, and I do think that we're going to have a shift in, um, in the way that we do things, the way that we connect with each other, the things that we become grateful for. And that might not be a, a bad thing at all. That shift could be really, really healthy for all of us. When I see the lists, when you say things to be grateful for, you know, it is miles long of what we have come to take for granted, including toilet paper at the grocery store, you know, including being able to give somebody a hug when you see them. You know, there are so many things that were just there and suddenly their absence does make you... um, Oh, I certainly don't want to say yearn for them because one of the examples I used was toilet paper, but, but for that connection Mm -hmm. and for those, and it's very interesting. I'm finding, I mean, it's early, so, you know, talk to me in a couple of months and I might not be feeling that way, but right now I'm seeing, Mm -hmm. you know, people who I, you know, reaching out and Skype. And again, we lost our connection, but note how quickly Anita dives right back in. Grace under pressure. Wow. So I am, it is recording. That's the good news. So are are you seeing that change in yourself, in your life with your friends and your clients? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I, I, I'd like to think that I always did a good job of checking in on my friends and family, but, but to be honest, I think I'm stepping it up. Like a lot of people are, I just want to know from day to day that they're, that they're doing okay. If there's anything that they need, Anita describes it as a qualitative difference in how people are communicating with each other. We really do honestly seem to care, how are you? You know, it's not just the, you know, we're not just asking how are you doing anymore as that, as that sort of greeting. And we're not just saying fine as, a, as that throwaway line. We're really asking how are you? Are you okay? And, and when people are responding, we're listening 
to see, are you really okay? Is there anything that you need? Can I help? And there's a sense of, of connection between people, a deepening of that connection that at least I'm experiencing, and I hope that others are going to be able to experience through this. I'm noticing that. I wouldn't have put it so well because you have a real way with words, but I, I, you know, the answer fine that you say we're avoiding when I'm hearing someone say, I'm feeling a little isolated or I'm okay, but I'm a little bored. These are not answers I've ever heard before to how are you? Right. People are being honest. And, and I think that we're all feeling so vulnerable there. I mean, there is not a person on, on this planet. Well, maybe there is a person somewhere, but, but I'm just saying, I think we are feeling all very vulnerable and that vulnerability is allowing us to take down some of the, some of the armor, some of the masks, some of the, the things that have kept us from being able to connect and, and be authentic and be real with each other. And, and so for emotional health, for social health, um, to connect, um, to have real intimacy, um, being able to be vulnerable and authentic with each other is so is so necessary. That is one of the things that I think I think is happening is is you're you're seeing more honest connection. People being able to say what they really feel. And as a as a therapist, that's what we're all you know often working for in relationships. So it, that's the good thing that's coming out of that. So what are the best ways or what are some of the ways that we can be connecting when we can't be uh, physically close to each other? Okay. Well, social distancing does not have to mean social isolation, okay? So, you know, we do at least live in an age where um, we can technically connect (laughs) with, um, with, with anyone virtually. So that's what we're asking people to do spend face-to-face virtual time with their friends, their family, their coworkers, try to normalize that, do that as much as you normally would, and maybe even increase that a little bit. Those virtual connections can and should involve professionals as well if needed. So first of all, if you are dealing with any type of mental health issues, it's important to know that most therapists um, have the ability to do telehealth of some kind, whether it's phone sessions or video conferencing. And almost all the health insurance companies are making um, some concessions for um, payment for that. So that's important that you don't skip out on seeing your therapist or or having sessions with your psychiatrist now. Um, That can be done without leaving your home. Anita also recommends a fun way to connect that you might not have heard or thought of. We're encouraging people to to have watch parties together. So to watch their favorite shows on Netflix or Amazon or cable or whatever and text each other as they're doing that so that it's a shared experience. Because as a person from Gen X, we always watched the same television shows at the same time together. And people got away from that. But now that's an opportunity to have shared experiences together again. So that that's a really important thing. I think it's a really good idea. I have a, a girlfriend who does that with her daughter and, and they, they sit and laugh and, and I, I never have done it. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love the absolutely. idea. Now, when, when my daughter went off to college, that's, that's one of the things that we did to, to stay connected. Love it. And it works really well. It's a lot of fun. Love it. Let's try to do one wrap-up comment, and if it does cut out, I won't call back again. In closing, we're going to get through this together. Uh, remember that nobody will know what you need because of all the social distancing that we're doing unless you can reach out and tell them. 
And unless you reach out and check in with people and see how they're doing and see what they need, that's so important. You reach out, you reach out to others and be honest, let them, let them know how you're doing, find out what other people need. We're gonna get through this together, but we do need to pull together to do it. You are the absolute best. Sorry, that was like a nine part interview. That's okay. <laughs> as long as you got it. it they all did record. <laughs> so thank okay. you so much. You are so welcome. And those are just all great ideas. And it's just, it's, it's so not normal, but hearing you talk makes me feel like it can be like the new normal can start to feel normal. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. We're, we're, you know, human beings are so resilient and we forget that we've survived some awful, awful stuff before and we're all the descendants of those people. So yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make it. We just need to pull together to do it. <laughs> well, the interview was an absolute hot mess, but the information was really, really good. Anita always is. And I agree, you know, I don't want to be Pollyanna, but I think it's a really potent opportunity to, um, you know, revisit our values and keep what works and let go of what doesn't and reconnect in a way that's more meaningful. It just, it just does. It feels like an opportunity to me as well as, you know, a horrific global shared experience. But even that, it brings us together so that we're not all divided by our borders anymore. It, it is. It's so hard to have these conversations because I want to expound on that and talk about authenticity and vulnerability and connection once the threat is gone. If that could all continue, it would be a beautiful thing. And so many people, I mean, aside from, which is a big, huge aside, aside from becoming ill and the many, many deaths, there are, oh, how do you do an aside after that? But I know, the, I know. The, 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 the financial implications too, people's life savings, yes. people's jobs, people's everything. And not everybody who's confined to their home is in that space with someone who is respectful of them or respectful toward them. And that's a horrible thing to think about. It really is. So we want to acknowledge that absolute truth and make room for the fact that those of us who are lucky enough to not be in those horrible situations right now are going to reap some benefits from this strange time as well. But it's it's like, you know, it's like lots of things. I mean, you know, th- it's that balance of whatever it is, fill in the blank that's happening, and then, again, how you're going to relate to it. Right. Which changes based on how it affects you, right? Of course. And, and minute, you know, potentially minute by minute changes. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you take care. Everybody listening, please take care. Come to our Facebook community page. Just go to Facebook and search for Giving Voice to Depression so that we can all metaphorically hold hands um, through this and know that we're not alone and that there's support online available, even if you can't find it in your real life right now. Take care. Bye, Terry. Bye, Bridge. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.